0: Welcome to the See My Grief podcast, a Conversations with Kelly production. I'm your host, Kelly Grosslogs, and I want to welcome you to this community where my intention is for those that listen can experience healing, safety, hope, and possibility. This is a space where all grief matters. I want you to feel seen and heard and embraced. To all of you, welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the See My Grief podcast. I'm Kelly Grosslogs, and I am your host. Today, I am going to be talking about timelines in grief. I've had several of you reach out lately. And I feel like it might be worth just doing a quick episode on. So today it's just me. I don't have any guests joining me, which is unfortunate because I have a lot more inspiration when I do. But today I want to talk about these timelines that we get set up on or for when we are grieving. A couple things I want to say right off the bat is that there is no timeline. There is only your timeline. Now, there are things that we as trained professionals look at when we are working with people. There are things in terms of length of struggle. If, for instance, you're not able to get out of bed after a month or you're still not eating or engaging with people, that's something that maybe we want to take a look at. But in terms of grieving, missing the person, sadness, hoping that things are different, feeling like life may never be the same because it won't be the same. These are things that can go on for the remainder of your life. Now, we know that grief softens. We know that those hard edges of grief soften over time. Again, that's going to be unique for each person. It depends on how significant this person was to you or animal or whatever you were attached to that you lost. It's going to depend how significant this was to you. When we love somebody so deeply, we will spend our lives grieving and honoring them. People ask me, Kelly, it's 10 years out. Why do I still at times struggle on their birthday or have an issue on our anniversary or cry when I see couples in restaurants? And my response to that is because you have an emotional attachment and deep love for the person who died. I think it's best that we not spend time judging our emotions Rather, embracing them and allowing them. Grief needs space. It needs space to breathe. It needs space to heal. It needs space to be. Now, healing is an interesting concept when we talk about grieving. Because many people think to heal is to make it go away or to not experience it anymore. Healing is Steps. healing is in layers. Healing is in moments of grief. And healing can mean that we are becoming more comfortable in the space of grief, that we are feeling less alone, that we are allowing people in, that we are allowing our story to be shared, that we are letting ourselves have days where we cry, letting ourselves have days where we don't force ourselves to be productive, maybe getting in touch more with your spirituality, forgiveness. All of those things are healing in grief, but healing doesn't mean you don't experience it. This isn't like healing from a broken foot where we do the steps that are prescribed to us and eventually the broken bone heals and we don't struggle with it anymore. That's now how it is with an emotional reaction in grief. So what we can expect is that as time goes on, we learn how to maneuver and integrate and navigate this loss in our life. And it has been 40-something years since my mother died. Now, I will say that there are years that coming up on her death anniversary, or her birthday, or my birthday, or my children's birthday, that it's softer. It doesn't necessarily impact me. I'm aware of it, but I'm not real activated by the grief. Then there's other years where, for no rhyme or reason, I really struggle. I feel such deep sadness, such deep longing, and... Sadness that my children never got to meet my mom, and for all that she's missing out on, I might have more anger for the fact that she didn't necessarily take care of herself better. And if she did, could still be here. So there's lots of things that can circulate throughout our different years in grief. I have learned to take the timelines off and to calculate well, how many years has it been? Why do I feel this way? And rather just reach out, let someone know I'm having a hard time, and allowing my grief to pass through me in that moment. As you go on, as you go on in your days, your months, your years after the loss, you come to realize that that grief is your continued bond to whom you've lost. It is in those moments when you allow yourself to really lean in to what you're experiencing. Maybe diving deep into a photo book or a photo album or videos or cards or letters or whatever you, whatever may be. And you really let yourself go down that path of feeling and missing and longing. It is in those moments that we are connected to our people. We have this bond that will forever be. When we are allowing ourselves those moments of grief. When grief comes knocking in the early days, we want to say, go away, slam the door, and don't ever come back. However, as time travels and it becomes softer, we realize that we actually want to have those moments of remembering and being with the grief. So we don't slam the doors, we actually say, it's okay to the grief, come in, sit next to me, and let's be together. We can feel better after having a moment where we really cry, or we allow ourselves to remember, or we talk to people about our people, or people... Is such a gift. Talk to us about memories they have of our person. They say the name, they share a favorite memory. And this can be five years out, this can be 25 years out. And it is still so important that we remember this grief is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Love comes before grief. So in our years, with our people or in our moments with our people before they die, no matter how long we had with them, we spent moments building and investing into this love, into the dreams, into the memories. And then when we lose them, comes our reaction to that loss, which is grief. Now, I want to say that many of you listening to this have heard me say that It's very important to remember that love does not die with grief. In fact, I've seen love get stronger in grief. I've seen people become more in love with this person when they realize what they have lost or what they realize they are missing in their life, and their love can almost feel stronger. Now, it's important to remember that you will have love and grief in the same space, learning how to dance and learning how to be. There is nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's encouraged. It's encouraged that you allow that love to come in as that balm to that grief that some days can feel sharper and more difficult. Also, when it comes to these timelines that people get very concerned about, particularly society, where we get very judged on grief. Either we're not grieving enough, we're grieving too much, we're grieving too long. Not everybody after the loss enters into a healing space of grief. So for instance, if you lose somebody really significant to you and you're in your teen years, you may not have the capacity, the skill set, or even the desire to deal and sit with those experiences of grief. It might not be until you turn 30 or 35 or have your own child or get married or graduate from college that your grief starts to bubble up and want attention. So when I see people professionally for grief and they say their loved one had, been, had died 15 years ago, and i will say to them tell me what you did after the death in terms of doing your what we call the work what kind of work did you do did you go to therapy did you talk to people did you participate in support groups and they may say no for the first 10 years of my life or their lives they didn't acknowledge that the death happened they were busy they were younger. They didn't feel like they had the mental or emotional capacity to do the work. And so they really just started entering into the work about five years ago. So, for all intents and purposes, it hasn't been 15 years that you've been doing hard work and not feeling any relief or any gaining insights or moving through the grief. It's only really been five. And I think that's really important for us to remember. It's also important to remember what else was going on during the time that the death occurred. I've counseled people where they've had a significant death. At the same time, they're going through a divorce and possibly multiple deaths are happening. Or they're changing jobs. Or they've lost a job or whatever it may be, or somebody dies in their family and then another important person gets sick. So they have multiple things going on at the same time that this loss is occurring. So the human being can only handle and maneuver so much at a time that that grief is always there waiting in the wings, but it may not be the prominent thing that gets attention and gets tended to because people have to deal with sick family members. They have to look for another job. They have to move houses. They have to do whatever. So I hope that makes sense, that it's not just as cut and dry as the death happened in this year and it's now this year and nothing has changed. There's always things that impact how and when we really can do our grief work. Now, I will say that grief, significant grief, and after a significant loss in our life, grief will wait, and it won't go away. It will wait, and it knows that it deserves the attention. It knows that it deserves the tenderness and the healing and the embracing. And so if it comes up 20 years after the death occurred, It's not too late for you to do your work. And in fact, all that you've gathered throughout this time, up until the time you are doing your work, will benefit you in this time. There are tools that you have gained that you can utilize, whether it's your spirituality, whether it's the friends you've made, whether it's a wellness routine, whether it's things you've read, whatever. So, People will say, have I done a lot of damage by not doing my work? And I will say, we do our work when we do our work. And so I don't think shaming and blaming is something that is going to help you with your healing experience. I think it's really important to remember that when our work comes up, that is the time that we will do it. Now, you might hear my sweet little elderly dog in the background. He likes to make a bed and make noise, especially when I'm doing things like a podcast. So that's Bogie. I just call that out um, in the background, and he's right here. Also, the way your person died is going to impact grieving. So if it was a sudden and traumatic death, you may not have the capacity to let The reality of these things in, which is very common in the human experience. Things that happen suddenly and traumatically, we can only let those things in, in layers and in moments. And it might take us a long time to even acknowledge that it's real and that the death happened. When there's an expected death, for instance, maybe in a hospice situation, We obviously still have many feelings and emotions related to when the death occurs, but there is something to be said about having the ability and the time to have that anticipatory grieving, to be able to say things that are needed to be said, to say thank you, to say I love you, to say I'm sorry, to say I forgive you, but to be able to say goodbye Can have an impact on your grieving. And I think that's really important is that, again, we get judged on our grieving without people knowing all the ins and outs of our story and all the ins and outs of the particulars around that death. So today's message is be really, really gentle. We are not meant to walk this path of grief alone. In fact, I strongly recommend that it's somewhere in your healing experience, you connect with a professional that has grief training or that you enter into a group that has other people in that group that are experiencing deep loss and that there are people that can kind of keep an eye on you, hold the space for you. And allow you to be how you are in that moment. It's always good to check in with a professional. But the thing that I really want to emphasize is get with a professional, whether it's a counselor, a minister, a therapist, a trauma therapist, who has an understanding of grief. Because not all mental health therapists, ministers, physicians, Healthcare teams are trained in the specifics of what grief and loss looks like. And so I just want to recommend that touching base with somebody is always a good idea, but particularly with somebody that has the knowledge base and that can really hold the space for you, no matter what the timeline is, as you do your healing. So today, be gentle. Give space, allow the grief to breathe. Remember, this is your continued bond to the person you love. The times we get concerned are if you are going to hurt yourself or another person, or if you are not getting your basic needs met, like your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, your finances, or if you are isolating to an extent where no one has seen you for a long time. Then we definitely want to have more of an intervention. But today what I am talking about are the questions I continue to get, which are the natural reactions to missing somebody. Now, people get worried that when they start to cry, they're not going to stop. I have never seen this happen. So allow yourself crying, allow yourself laughing, allow yourself quiet, allow yourself time in nature. But just remember, your grief is also your love story, and your love story will last forever. Be gentle, my friends. Thank you for listening to the See My Grief podcast. It is my hope that this episode resonated for you on some level and that you feel less alone, more hopeful, and gained insight. These episodes are not to be seen as a substitute for medical attention or psychological treatment. Please see your licensed providers for individual needs. Thank you so much for sharing and subscribing. To this podcast so that we can continue to grow our sacred community. I will talk with you next time, friends, and please know this, I see your grief.